I really feel like it's like this funnel and you start out as a multiple passionate person with all of like this huge funnel and at the end of the funnel it's like you know it's wide open but as you try these different things it like gets narrower and narrower and narrow and it like comes down to this small little point and you're able to like really identify okay what passions am I supposed to be pursuing in business what passions am I supposed to be doing for fun welcome to the she shines podcast with your hosts brand photographer and serial entrepreneur anna laura and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship alex tune in for some connection community and girl talk plus join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there built that and are paying it forward they'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand here we go What comes to your mind when you think of network marketing? Maybe you, I know, maybe you love it, maybe it's not for you, or maybe you've never heard of it. But if you're like us, network marketing was the little spark (laughs) that lit our little entrepreneurial flame underneath our booties, and (laughs) we know we aren't the only ones. Yes, side note, this has me thinking we should do a full episode on our ventures in the network marketing industry. Yes, most definitely, yes, we have to. All right, well, do us a favor, slide into our DMs at SheXShines uh, if this is an episode that you would like to hear. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but in the meantime, today you're going to hear from a true powerhouse in the network marketing industry, Tiffany Wynn. Tiffany is a wife, a mama, and a network marketing mentor who grew her six-figure social selling empire in less than a year through grit grace and god-led confidence yes get it girl get it (laughs) and in this episode we dive into confidence for any entrepreneur building authentic relationships with their clients and customers we also are going to chat about how to deal when you have so many passions and you don't know where to begin and so much more we know you're going to love tiffany's energy and spirit so much so be sure you give her a follow at the link in our show notes now let's get into this episode Welcome back to the She Shines podcast, everyone. We are so pumped. We have Houston in the house. Tiffany Wynn, say hello to all of our listeners. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you and learn more about your story. We already know that there's some commonalities, so we can't wait to dive in. Mm -hmm. So Tiffany, can you just walk us through your background, share you know, what made you take the leap into entrepreneurship and kind of that evolution that you experienced along the way? Yeah, of course. So I like to say that I was born into entrepreneurship and I really didn't have a choice. (laughs) Both of my parents are entrepreneurs. So growing up, I got a taste of what it looks like to be able to have control over your time. Um, I had parents who were able to come to my class parties and be there for all of my events. And my mom would drop off my lunch and come eat lunch with me in the middle of the day. And having that experience, it really, I 
I think it spoiled me a little bit because I was like, there's no way when I become a mom and I start a family of my own that I'm going to want to go to a job where someone else controls my time and someone else tells me when I have to be there and when I get to leave and what I can go to for my kids and what I can't, like what time I'm able to take off. And so I just, I think I, I, it never occurred to me that I would do anything other than entrepreneurship. And I just, I really didn't know what that was going to look like for me, but I just knew that I was going to find a way to be able to be my own boss. And so I, I mean, I just remember from the time I was little, like doing things that sparked that entrepreneurial spirit in me, Mm -hmm. like, you know, having like my parents would have a garage sale and I'd be like, can I set up a lemonade stand (laughs) and people can buy the lemonade when they come into the garage sale. And so just different things like that. And then after going to school and graduating, I um, had this vision of like starting my own boutique or starting like a fashion showroom or something like that. And so I got my foot in the door in, you know, the fashion industry, working with Michael Kors as a brand manager. And I kind of thought that that was the route I was going to take. But I quickly realized that for me, it wasn't just about the paycheck. It was really about like what I felt when I was there. And I would go into work and I would not feel really excited to be there. And, Mm -hmm. um, it started out that way, but it quickly died off. And I felt like I wasn't really making an impact. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know that about myself, but I realized that like, I need to be doing something that's going to help me feel like I'm making an impact. And so the only other thing I could think of was to become a teacher. And so I ended up, um, getting my teacher certification, became a teacher, but still, like I said, in the back of my mind, I was just like, this is not, what Mm -hmm. I really wanted to do. Like, this is really like, I loved being around kids. I love that part of it. But then there would be times where I would be at work until seven o'clock at night and like grading papers and trying to come up with lesson plans and Mm -hmm. things like that. And I was like, just like, this isn't what I imagined for myself. And I can't imagine doing this when I have kids and start a family. And I think the moment where I realized like, I got to find an escape plan was when I was teaching second graders and we were having a mother's day program and the kids worked on these like such cute little poems to read to their moms. Mm -hmm. And I just remember consoling one of my second graders for the entire program because his mom couldn't come because she was at work. And I didn't have kids yet at the time, but I've always known that I wanted to be a mom. And I just knew like holding that little second grader crying because his mom couldn't be there. And I just, I can imagine how gut wrenching that was for the mom too, Mm -hmm. to know that like her baby is sitting there missing her and she couldn't be there because someone else had control of her time. And that was like the moment for me where I was like, I have to find another way. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I got introduced to network marketing. And I just really loved the concept of, I get to do the fun part of this business and just get to like do the social media and the connecting with people. And I felt like I was really doing something good and making an impact, but I didn't have to deal with like all the behind the scenes stuff. And Mm -hmm. that really appealed to me. And I love that there was no cap to what my potential could be. And so I got bit by that bug and I was just like, let's go, like, let's make this work. I think this is it. And from there, I have been, you know, in the industry now for six years and, um, 
when I had my daughter in 2017, I went to my husband and I was like, I need to make this work. Like I cannot go back to work. Um, had my daughter in May and thankfully he trusted my vision and he was like, okay. And I was just like, if it doesn't work, I promise I'll go back. And um, <laughs> was this the so conversation I, you had with your husband? Yes. Okay. yes. I was like, I promise <laughs> if this does not work, I'll go back. I'll find another job. But like, I just could not imagine going back to teaching after I had my daughter um, mm -hmm. because I had her in May and I knew if I went back to work in August that she would be three months old. And yeah. I was just like, I just could not picture myself leaving my baby to go mm -hmm. back to work. And even though I loved te the teaching part of it, it was very draining for me, all the mm -hmm. other tasks and responsibilities and all those things. It was like, it was, it was really like weighing on me. And this was before I even had kids. So I was like, if I'm feeling this way before I have my daughter and then I have to deal with this and then come home to her, I just knew that I wasn't going to be the mom that I wanted to be. And so I explained all of this to my husband and I was like, you have to just let me try this. Like, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to pour everything into this. And so I put in my letter of resignation that summer after I had my daughter and jumped all in on growing my business and making this work. And to be completely honest, those first couple of years were not pretty <laughs> mm -hmm. like the pay, the, the expenses coming out of all of our bills versus my paycheck. It wasn't adding up real good. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> but I just knew that if I was consistent and if I kept showing up and if I kept believing in myself that I was going to be able to make this work. And there mm -hmm. were some moments where I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is really going to work, but, um, I just kept, I just kept at it. I just kept at it. And I, I did not give myself a chance to fail. And here we are now, what five, six years later, and I've been able to build a multiple six figure business in network marketing, um, growing a team of over 3,500 women. And wow. now I am helping other women in the network market marketing industry, um, break out of some of the standards and norms that are really, um, mm -hmm. you know, pulling the industry down in certain ways and just disrupting that and helping them see growth in a new way too. And so it's just the journey from where I started to where I am now. It's a complete whirlwind when I think about it, like <laughs> all in one setting, but it has been like, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's been amazing. Oh my goodness. Love, love everything that yes. you said. Um, and just a lot of too, it seems like a lot of like intuition, you know, and leaning yeah. into those feelings, but also intuition guided by knowing what you want. You know, I think that often like a missing piece in from the outside looking in for entrepreneurship, it's like, Oh, like you just, you just did this and it, it looked yeah. great for you, but it's like, you, you had a goal in mind and you, you yeah. obviously had a clear vision of what you wanted your life to look like, not only your life, but your family's life to for look sure. like. So you were going to seek opportunities that fit that. So it just, it, Anna Laura and I feel so like close to your story because we got our start in network marketing. Mm -hmm. um, but also like I can see all the mistakes that I I made because there's such a clear difference. Like you love it's clear you love what you do and have such a passion for it versus like someone like myself. I didn't all of the kind of behind the scenes work that you did laying that foundation, the vision you set, you know, knowing being so decisive in what you wanted. I think that mm -hmm. makes such a difference then in choosing to pursue a specific business, right. Or, or network marketing company or whatever. So 
thank you for sharing that. And we want to know like, who are the clients that you serve now? And, and what's your, what's your mission? Yeah. So I just really have a heart for the underdog, like, and I, I, you know, was just talking about this with someone else earlier today. And I was saying how I just really feel like in network marketing, there is this standard of the top 1% and that Mm -hmm. those are the people who get all the attention. The people who are Mm -hmm. at the top are the ones who are recognized, the ones who get all the recognition on stage. I feel like they Mm -hmm. get all of the like support in like the company pours into those top people and they want to see those top people. And I get it because it's like, they got to the top and we want them to stay right. Like you want those top people to stay. But Mm -hmm. for me, my heart more so is for those underdogs, those women who get into the business and they have these hopes and dreams, but don't really know how to make that happen. You know, who are the ones who kind of maybe get left behind, get overlooked, get overshadowed by the people who are maybe a little bit more bold and a little bit more, um, loud and just bold and confident. So I just really love finding those women who have the potential, but just need a little bit of coaching to find Mm -hmm. that confidence, to find their own spark, to learn how to step out of the shadows of everyone else and start to shine in their own light. Mm -hmm. And so those are the, really the women that I love to help and work with is, um, the woman who just really has it there, just, it just needs to be pulled out of her. And so that's really where like my heart lies. And that's really like, uh, I get emotional, even thinking about it, like just thinking about like some of the women who I work with now and just like seeing the transformation that they have when they come in and when they start versus, Mm -hmm. you know, the growth that they experience and how, you know, and it affects not only their business, but it affects their entire lives. Like I'm seeing women start to show up differently for their families and start to show up differently in just all the areas of their lives. And that is really what it, what it's all about for me. And that's what I love to see happening. And that's really where my mission is to serve those women. Oh, that is so beautiful. I actually have full body chills right now, just because I, I was that person whenever Mm -hmm. I started in network marketing, like Mm -hmm. I was that underdog that was like, I am not, a, I'm not into sales. I don't know anything about it versus like, and, and I was enrolled under my brother who could, I don't know a good saying, but he can like literally just talk all day oh, about yeah. like a chair and mm-hmm. it's the most entertaining thing you've ever heard. I mean, he's just like a natural born like talker has this confidence, this charisma. And I didn't feel that whenever I started. And, and I will say like network marketing really helped me build that confidence in myself, like, and, and just open my eyes to like, Oh, wow. Like I can be a business owner. Like I can't have that confidence. And, and like you said, like find, find that, that shine, that, that inner strength, that confidence. And so to have someone like yourself who can help make that road smoother and Mm. bring that out even earlier. Like I I can definitely see how passionate you are about that. And it's just like, we can feel that um, just listening to you. So just love that. I do want to know, listening to your story, your husband, and his reaction when you initially told him, but this is like one of our favorite 
things to talk about is yeah. like, like we come to our husbands with like these wild and crazy ideas. Right. And like, they're so supportive, like love them, but sometimes they're like, well, well meh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we know that there are, you know, partners out there that might not be a hundred percent on board and maybe it, t- it takes some convincing, we get it. So what was your mm-hmm. husband's reaction and how did y'all work through that? Yeah. So I like to say that he wasn't unsupportive, <laughs> but he also wasn't necessarily like super excited about it either. Um, yeah. I know there's like certain husbands who like are like your biggest cheerleader and like all of those things. And I hear women talking about that and I can't necessarily say that I felt that from him. It, yeah. it wasn't that I think that he didn't um, believe in me. I think he really like believed in me, but I think Mm -hmm. there was just like this fear of, but what if this doesn't work, you know, for him, like he, he, um, I think a lot of time men look at things like insecurity measures and he's like, this Mm -hmm. is not secure. Like (laughs) she walks away from this, (laughs) exactly. He's like, if she walks away from this stable paycheck and this doesn't work, then like, what is going to happen? Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I think in, in coming from me with parents that were entrepreneurs, I think for me, it like, that wasn't even like an idea in my head. I was just like, I'm going to make it work. Like there's no Mm -hmm. question about it. And if I, and if it doesn't, there's a million other things that I can do. Like I, like there is a backup plan if I need it, but I'm not going to need it, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it it was just this matter of helping him buy into my belief and really just showing him like what that would look like for us. And it's crazy because now we're at the point where we're looking at bringing him home from his full-time job um, to come home and like help me in my business and be, you know, with the girls more often because the job that he um, has, he's gone a lot of the time for, you know, a week where he's working overnights for Mm. 12 hours overnight. And he hasn't been home for a Christmas since my, our oldest daughter was born four years ago. He's had to be at work every Christmas. And so now like having the opportunity now where I've built this business because he like was like, okay, like, I guess you can do this. And now to (laughs) that, you know, full circle moment Mm -hmm. to where he, you know, has the potential to be able to come home from his job. It's just like, I'm just so glad that he bought into that belief and that I was Mm -hmm. able to get him on board with it. Because if not, then I don't know what, how this would work out and what this was going to look like for our family. Well, thank you so much for, for your honesty and candor. Cause I mean, yeah, I think that was both Ryan and Cody as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's like okay but like, it's not yeah. you it's you know yeah exactly it's like it wasn't that he didn't believe in me right it was yeah. like I just don't know about this whole situation like, yeah this doesn't yes. sound like very secure to yeah. me so. <laughs> very yeah. relatable yes oh my goodness well let's talk a little bit I mean I I found this I don't know if this is your tagline, but I loved it. Pray, slay, get paid. Yeah. And so <laughs> let's let's dive into that a little bit. And so over at She Shines, we serve multi-passionate women who have many passions, many roles. Tell us a little bit, like, what did you learn from your transition in leaning into that entrepreneurial bug of yours like you had it since you were a kid but you know like you said you did go to school you worked for Michael Kors um what did what did you learn from that transition period 
Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I definitely would say that I have that multi-passionate bug in me. Um, my husband always talks about how, like I jump from like one hobby to another, like (laughs) every few months, because I just love so many different things. Mm -hmm. And so I think it can be hard when you're multi-passionate to feel like, oh my gosh, like if I do this, then does that mean that I can't do this anymore? And you have this kind of feeling of like, and we hear like, you need to have a niche and things like that. And that make you feel like if you're multi-passionate that you're going to be shutting out parts of you Mm, if you pull in one thing. But for me, um, what I have really found is that so many of the things that I have loved I have been able to incorporate into my business, you yes, know? So like, love that you said that. I say mm-hmm. how, like I went from teaching, you know, five, six, seven, eight year olds inside of four walls to teaching women all over the world, you know? And so like, I still get to be a teacher. It's just not in the traditional sense. Like I get to show up and help women and educate women, but it's not in that same sense. So even though I love teaching, I just found another way to do it that supports you know, what, where I am in my life right now. And that is more aligned with what my goals and my vision for my life is. And so I, I really believe that you can take all of those different things that you love and that you're passionate about and pull them in to your business. And I also believe that you can find that one core message. So I know for me, I found that confidence is really my core message. And I have been able Mm. to find Uh, different ways to incorporate that into multiple aspects of my life. So like, I love talking about confidence as a mom too, which has nothing to do with my, you know, network marketing business or supporting or coaching network marketers. But I still will, you know, throw in a podcast episode every now and then that talks about confidence as a mom and things like Mm -hmm. that. Because even though, you know, I do for, you know, income, is the network marketing piece and the coaching network marketers. But for just to get that passion out of me, I still will throw those other things in there because it aligns with that core message of confidence. I love, I love that. And like Alex said, we're so happy you said you brought in that, that piece, like you can tie in all your passions into your business. Like there is a place for it. You don't have to just pick one, just pick Mm -hmm. a lane, just, you know, like there is room for you to show up as you are. I mean, you've been given all these different strengths and gifts and talents, and it would be a shame to let any of them go to waste. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree 100% with that. And another problem though, is really like this (laughs) idea of overwhelm, especially with multi-passionates though, like Cause you do have so many gifts and strengths yeah. and talents and mm-hmm. passions. Like how do you know which one to pursue? And like for you with your network marketing company, like who, like what company is it? And how did you decide that that's the company for you to go all in on? Cause I know oh, like yeah. in the, the industry, it's very common to just to like, you can jump from one company right. to another. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, um, I'm currently with Closet Candy Boutique. And so it kind of, again, full circle from starting out in the fashion industry and wanting to do something in fashion. I now have this company where um, we sell women's clothing. And so I get to do that now and brought that part of my of my joy and my love and my passion for fashion, you know, into this business. Um, But I got started in the health and 
wellness industry. So Ooh, when I started so did we. marketing, <laughs> did you? Oh my yes, gosh. Was I was Beachbody. She was yes. Beach- I was okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Beachbody. So I started with Beachbody and then I went to prove it. And so oh, yes, that I remember kind of just, them. yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's funny because I started in the health and wellness industry and I, you know, I was a cheerleader my whole life. And so I was always kind of into like fitness and things like that. And so that's oh where I dipped my toe in. Speaking um, of language, like we both have like literally said this exact are we sisters? Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Just what yeah. we're figuring out. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I, I, I'm with a person that really believes that you try things and if it doesn't work, it is okay. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just like this pressure that the first thing you do has to be the thing. Right. And then it puts you, it gives you this feeling that like, you can't mess it up mm-hmm. because then you're done. Like you're stuck. If you, if this mm-hmm. is not it, then you're done for, and there's no going back. But I just really believe that who says who, you know, like who says that, yeah. like, that's the end all be all. And so I've never really felt like I was ever stuck anywhere doing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm the person who will try something on for size. And if it doesn't fit, I'm like, at least I tried. And now I know. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the more that I've tried things and the more that I've, I've dove into different aspects of my, my passions and my interests, it's really helps me to learn more about me and helps me to become more aligned with where I'm supposed to go. I really feel like it's like this funnel and you start Mm -hmm. out as a multiple passionate person with all of like this huge funnel. And at the end of the funnel, it's like, you know, it's wide open, but as you try these different things, it like gets narrower and narrower and narrow. And it like Mm -hmm. comes down to this small little point and you're able to like really Mm -hmm. identify, okay, what passions am I supposed to be pursuing in business? What passions am I supposed to be doing for fun? Because I realized for me (laughs) that I don't want to do fitness as a business, right? Like I even got like, I even got um, tr- uh, certified to be a personal trainer. And Girl, I me too. And, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Oh my gosh, this is too crazy. Yeah. Uh, I love this. <laughs> but I realized like I would like go- have a personal training session. And I'd be like, oh. Yes. Really yes. Oh. <laughs> like, really please don't show do. up. Please yeah. don't show up. <laughs> please cancel. Please cancel. I'm like, please cancel. Please cancel. Right. Because I just didn't want to do it. But I realized mm-hmm. like, I still love health and wellness. Like I still mm-hmm. love fitness. Like I still love working out all of those things. Mm-hmm. I love it. I just don't want to do it as a job. Like I just right. don't want to do it as like for my income. Like I want my health yes. and wellness journey to be for me. And yes. I don't want to have to like try to drag people to want to do this with me or somebody else that might be something that they love, you know? And so I, I realized that I had to go through that first though, to really realize that like, Oh, this really isn't aligned with me in Mm -hmm. this way. And so I think it's just a matter of you figuring out what passions are aligned for you in your different areas and aspects of your life, because you don't have to monetize everything that you're passionate right. about, you know, right. like some of these things get to stay as hobbies and you get to do them for fun. Um, but then there's other things that you're going to realize like, wow, I'm really great at this, or this really lights me up in this way. Mm-hmm. And those become the, become the things that you get to focus on. Mm. Oh, 
I feel like we need to say it again for the people in the back. Like you don't have to monetize every passion. I wish it's okay. This, this, this is what I needed to hear before I joined Beachbody like six years ago, because like, same thing. Like I, I was like, I've been a, an athlete my whole mm-hmm. life. I'm, this is going to be a breeze fitness. I'm in the gym all the time working out. Yes. But then at like year or two years and I'm like, if I have to make one more damn shake, like F and, and share it online, I'm going to lose it. Like, you know, Girl. if I have to record my workout one more time, exactly. I'm going to lose it. So I'm like, I want to work out in my underwear. If I'm going to be yes. working out at home, like I don't want to have to put on a cute workout outfit just so I can record myself to put it on the internet. Like, no. Oh my God. You, <laughs> you brought up such a good point though. And I, I think because in the community that we serve, we have worked with women as well who have been in network marketing or transitioned out of. And I think the the beautiful point that you bring home, especially if you're considering joining network marketing is, is not just finding something that, oh, well, I did this before, or like, this is fun for me. It's a mm-hmm. hobby, right? Is this a hobby that you're ready to actually monetize and turn into like a business? Because if not, you're going to quickly burn out and find yourself mm-hmm. in a position that you don't want to be in, which is fine. I mean, we've all we've all been there, myself, mm-hmm. Anna, Laura, Tiffany, like no matter where you are in your journey, we've all, you know, found ourselves somewhere. We're like, how did I end up here? Um, yeah. But <laughs> it, that, that intersection between like your passion actually really loving what you do, loving teaching it to other people mm-hmm. and wanting to make money from it. Like, I feel like all those things really need to be there <laughs> to want to do what you're doing or right. else like you heard all three of us, we're going to be hoping for the trainer to cancel. We don't want to show up on social yes. media. We <laughs> want to be in our underwear. Okay. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I mean, you just, you really have to, you know, analyze that and ask yourself that question. Like, yeah, you might love it, but do you want to make this like your living? Like, do you want to have to be consistently showing up in this Mm -hmm. way? Because if you're not, and that's probably not going to be something that you're going to want to pursue as a business. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, sometimes you try things out and (laughs) if it doesn't fit, if you're, if you, if at the beginning, you're like, yeah, I can monetize this. And then you get into it and you're like, "Mm meh. Like you said, (laughs) if you try it and it doesn't work, that's okay too. You can move on to the next. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I think there's so much fear around that. And I'm just like, why? Like, yeah, try, try all the things and figure out what works because how else are you going to know really? You know, like if you feel like that is your thing and then, but you're too scared to try it because you're like, what if it doesn't work? Like, well, you're not going to know if it's not going to work if you don't actually do it. (laughs) Yes. Speaking our love language right here. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So let's, I mean, so we've talked a lot about your network marketing and where you are and from our experience, and I'm sure yours too, like sometimes network marketing can get a bad rap. And Mm -hmm. I think too, it's been so wonderful to hear you talk. Like, I think if I had an upline who talked about business, the way that you do, like things would have been so different. So it's refreshing Mm -hmm. to hear you have this outlook. Um, But you know, the, the bad juju aside that some sometimes gets put on network marketing, how have you been able to build authentic relationships that have converted to this beautiful community of like you said, like over 3000 women, but also relationships that have clearly converted to sales for you? Like, how have you managed to do that? Because, you know, you get the classic, 
Hey girl, I know we haven't spoken in so long. Like how do you separate (laughs) the cheesy, like, no, no, no network marketing to the beautiful business that you've built? How, how have you done it? (laughs) Oh, you're speaking my love language now because (laughs) I literally just did a podcast episode talking about this, how everyone's always like, be authentic, be genuine, build relationships. And they're teaching you to like message random people (laughs) and be like, Hey girl, your kids are so cute. And I'm just like, would no. you actually be telling me and messaging me <laughs> right. and telling me that my kids are so cute if you didn't have something to sell me, you know, mm-hmm. like if you weren't trying to sell me something. So mm-hmm. what that looks like for me really is just showing up in my own space and doing my mm-hmm. own thing and just being Tiffany and letting Tiffany be Tiffany. And from there, letting people come to me that are attracted to me and my energy. And so mm-hmm. I, um, just show up, you know, on my podcast and on social media, on my Instagram and things like that. And the people who resonate with me and the people who connect with me, um, come to me. And from there, I'm able to build actual genuine and authentic relationships just Mm -hmm. through the way that I show up and really just letting people in on my life and who I am. Um, when I, you know, was pregnant with my daughter and just letting people in on like my pregnancy journey, which had nothing to do with my business and Mm -hmm. nothing to do with what I was selling or anything like that, but just letting them get to know who Tiffany is. Mm -hmm. And I have so many women who, you know, from the time that I had my first daughter four years ago, that now that I've never even met before in person that I've met, you know, have only known through social media who like, if I post a picture of her or she's on my story or something, they'll be like, oh my gosh, she is getting so big. You know, it's <laughs> like we're like, it's like they feel like they know her, you know, yes. because like they've been on this journey with me for all of these years. And I've just like let them in on my life and what's going mm-hmm. on. And I don't sugarcoat things. I let them know when I'm having like a rough day, or um, mm-hmm. I remember getting on and talking about when I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and just mm-hmm. telling my story with that and just letting them know like who I am like real raw and vulnerable and not trying Mm. to be like this picture perfect person. I feel like that has made so many women feel Mm. connected to me and it's allowed me to really just build these authentic relationships. And in the Mm. last less than two years, I've been able to personally sponsor 200 women into my business without Mm. having to send a single Mm. icky, weird, wacky, cold, Hey girl message (laughs) strictly through women, like, you know, just coming to me and wanting to learn more about my business. Like I can't even tell you how many times I open up my email and it says that so-and-so joined my team and I've never even talked to them before, you know, just Mm -hmm. women who have found me through social media and are like, her, that's who I want to sign up with, you know, like who just happen to see me because of the way I show up and just put things out there. I let people in on me and, you know, and Mm -hmm. I let them in on me without really like talking about my business as in like, Hey, you should come do this business with me. I just like randomly will throw it out there. Like, Oh yeah. Y'all like, look at this cute outfit I have on. It's from my boutique, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And that I feel like makes people feel like they're not being like cold message. They're not being right. They're Mm -hmm. not like, I'm doing it in a way where it's like, Hey, like, this is what I do. I like it. If you like it, like let's do it together. But if not, like you're welcome here anyways, like we can hang out here anyways in this space. Like, I just want you to feel happy and confident when you come to my page. Like that's my end goal is to make women feel more confident. And if you decide Mm -hmm. that you like cute clothes too, and you want to join me, then great. And if not, like, I hope you still feel confident every time you leave my page. Oh, 
Love everything you just said so much for so many reasons, but I'm, I'm thinking about how that applies and can translate to literally any everything. industry that you're in. It's just storytelling and connecting yeah. and being human and right. showing showing that that piece of humanity. I mean, mm-hmm. and and just taking people on the journey with you and and community building, just so many things that you touched on there. So that goes like it obviously has turned into a beautiful thriving business for you with network mar- marketing, but it goes, like I said, it applies to any industry that you're in photography, speech, language, pathology, Mm -hmm. private practice. Like Mm -hmm. it's all just storytelling and building that community. And so thank you for, for sharing that. Of course. Yes. Yes. So again, going back to this whole idea of being (laughs) multi-passionate, you are a business owner, you are a mother and a Mm -hmm. wife. I mean, probably hopefully have some sort of semblance of a social life (laughs) and other personal relationships. You know, like I know your time is very valuable, but how do you manage? Like, do you ever feel overwhelmed? And, you know, and then that transition from, you know, teacher to full-time entrepreneur, like how did you manage that overwhelm and how do you currently manage yeah. that? Yeah, I feel like I I feel like overwhelm is a sign that my priorities are out of alignment. Mm. So for me, when I feel overwhelmed, I take a step back and I'm like, okay, something is not right. Like something is not right here. Something is being Like I'm putting too much emphasis on something here Mm -hmm. and it is causing me to feel overwhelmed. Like that is for me, like this, the signal, like the red flag starts waving for me. If I start to feel like overwhelmed, I'm like, okay, wave the red flag. Something here needs to like take a backseat. And so that's really how I manage the overwhelm is by looking at, and like, I really have just very firm values that I stand upon and I try to keep those values in mind for my whole entire life. And so like my family is always going to be first, always going to be number one. And Mm -hmm. if I start to feel overwhelmed by like the things I have to do in my business and I'll notice like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. It's because I, you know, got so focused doing this, that I wasn't spending time with my kids that my husband and I haven't connected one-on-one in a week. Mm -hmm. Like that's why I'm feeling overwhelmed. It's because all of these things are happening. So that means that I need to maybe take a step back and figure out what can take a back seat for, you know, a minute so that I can get myself Mm -hmm. back realigned, get myself back on track. And so that I can find that steady pace again. And so for, that's what I do to manage overwhelm. And I just really feel like too, I heard this, um, I can't remember where I heard this, but I heard the saying that overwhelm is the abundance of everything that you've prayed for. Ooh, and that just, I, wow. isn't that so good? That's a beautiful perspective I on overwhelm. I, I wish I could take credit for it, but it wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> but I just like, anytime I feel overwhelmed, I also take that into consideration too, because I'm like, wow, like I wouldn't be feeling overwhelmed right now if it wasn't for me having these two beautiful girls that I prayed for at one point, Mm -hmm. that I prayed for my daughters at one point. I prayed for my marriage at one point. I prayed for this business to be at this level at one point. And so Mm -hmm. that also really helps to put into perspective for me too, when I'm starting to feel overwhelmed that 
okay, I'm feeling this way, but it's not a bad thing necessarily. It just means that I have an abundance of so many amazing things Mm -hmm. that I just need to figure out how to find harmony between all of them. Alex, this reminds me of one of your favorite sayings. You can't complain about having too much on your plate when you ask for something to eat. Yes. Oh, Mm -hmm. I love that. can't take credit for that can't take credit for that either (laughs) but no it's just it's a it's a beautiful way of looking at Mm -hmm. overwhelm and kind of reshift you know reshifting or shifting your perspective on yeah on what that is and kind of to me it just took the overwhelm out of overwhelm right so much freer like it's like you feel grateful for it when instead of feeling like negative and weighed down by it it kind of like lifts the weight off of you and you're like oh wow like I feel this way because I have all of these beautiful things happening and it's Mm -hmm. like it's almost too many things that are causing me to feel this way that I'm like blessed with you know so it just really puts a whole different perspective and energy into overwhelm and so that for me has been a game changer love that Amazing. Amazing. Well, Tiffany, I mean, we're, we're so excited that we got to chat with you and yeah. also talk and commiserate over our fitness journeys. Together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, thank you for just giving this real and raw and honest look, not only into your life as a mother and a business owner, but um, as a woman working this network marketing business and like spilling the tea, which I feel like a lot of times people don't do or want to do. Mm-hmm. So we're just very appreciative of you being open with us. We know this is going to hit home with so many people and possibly inspire some yes. other people. So yeah. So you have to tell everyone where they can connect with you so they can go stock your closet and yes. your little baby girls and everything <laughs> else you got going on. Yeah. So you guys can come find me on Instagram at the Tiffany Wynn. You can come hang out with me in my VIP group on Facebook. You can find it at tiffanywynvip.com and come listen to the show at Cash In on Confidence Podcast. Tiffany, thank you so much again. We hope y'all enjoyed listening. Go stalk her. Yes, yes, right. yes. Do, now, do it. Slide into those DMs. Mm -hmm. Let us, let Tiffany know your favorite takeaway from this episode. And until next time, keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.